If you can hear my voice, you're listening to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. Thank you for stopping by. My name is John Lovering, and it's my pleasure to be your host for Heirloom Radio. If you remember the American sitcom All in the Family that was broadcast on CBS television for nine seasons from 1971 to 1979 and continued afterwards with a spin-off series, Archie Bunker's Place, that ran four more years until 1983, it is for many reasons often regarded in the United States as one of the greatest television series in history. It was the most watched show on television for five consecutive years. Though the series was based on the British sitcom Till Death Do Us Part, the character of Archie Bunker, superbly portrayed by Carol O'Connor, sounded very much like the man you are about to hear in an episode of Radio's Duffy's Tavern. The character in this program is also called Archie, played by Ed Gardner. Now the TV series All in the Family broke ground in its depiction of issues that were previously considered inappropriate for United States network television comedy, such as racism, anti-Semitism, infidelity, homosexuality, women's liberation, rape, religion, miscarriages, abortion, breast cancer, the Vietnam War, menopause, and impotence. None of those topics are covered in the radio series Duffy's Tavern, but the dialect of the stars, Carol O'Connor and Ed Gardner, sound very similar, especially because they were both kings of the malaprop. A malaprop, as you know, is the mistaken use of a word in a place of a similar-sounding one, often with unintentional, amusing effect, like dance a flamingo instead of dance a flamenco, or I might just fade into Bolivian, which is a famous malaprop by Mike Tyson. Even Shakespeare, who was a master of language, tossed in a few malaprops, and Henry IV, the mistress, quickly says that the character Falstaff was indicted to dinner. Of course, I believe she meant invited. Mark Twain used the technique in Huckleberry Finn when Aunt Sally says, I was putrefied with astonishment. She probably meant petrified. Archie Bunker, what do I look like? An inferior decorator? Or at the end of a meeting, in closing, I'd like to say Molotov instead of Mazel Tov. So, as you listen to Duffy's Tavern, pay close attention to Duffy's use of malaprops. And if you remember Archie Bunker, I believe you will agree with the comparison. In this episode, Finnegan, and I guess you would say he was almost always at the tavern, being polite, and he wasn't the brightest bulb in the lamp, but in this episode, he finds out that he has been left $1 million from a relative's estate. Now, Miss Duffy, whose father owns the tavern, is on the hunt for a husband. Now, she would never have considered Finnegan, but she's taking a second look now. So let's go to April 6, 1945, in the Armed Forces Radio Service broadcast of Duffy's Tavern, with its title, Finnegan the Millionaire. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I appreciate you stopping by to listen to this podcast, because after all, it's people like you that make me continue to do this podcast. I do not take listeners for granted. Thank you.
Duffy's tavern where the elite meets eat. Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Beautiful night, huh? Yeah, I hardly feel like moving. <laughs> yes. Wasn't it delightful today? Yeah. Yeah, old soul sure felt great. Hey, he says the sun helps his arthritis. <clears throat> today I seen a robin. And this morning, Duffy... I seen the first geranium peeping out from behind the ear of the junk man's horse. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, Duffy, I gotta get some new clothes. Well, the trees is garbed in new leaves, the flowers is garbed in new petals. Everything has no garbage except me. <laughs> huh? What? Duffy, on 15 bucks a week, I couldn't even make one end meet. Certainly, when I tell people what I make, they, they laugh at me. I should be glad I'm bringing happiness into the world, huh? <laughs> now, look, Duffy, I'm warning you. There's an old proverb that says you can lead a camel to water, but if you try to make him drink through a straw, you break his neck. <laughs> well, this is the last time you're going to make a, a camel's back out of me. <clears throat> I trust you. Good day, sir. <laughs> That Duffy, that cheap miser, that dirty Simon McCree. How done great. Eddie, you know something? What? I'm a dope. I ought to go to a doctor and have me head examined. Well, why do that? The doctor won't find nothing. I'm not kidding. I'm a dope. A 14 carat sterling silver grade A prime rib on a half shell dope. I ain't arguing. What a sucker I've been Letting that duffy work me 16 hours a day 7 days a week Taking his abuse Letting him treat me like dirt And for what? A lousy 15 bucks a week Oh, why don't you go work some other place? Well, I would, but I hate the thought of starting at the bottom again <laughs> Believe me I'm through being a sucker. From now on, I'm getting tough. Oh, tough, huh? Yep. From now on, it's going to be a complete transfer from Moses. <laughs> yes, sir. If you ain't tough, people push you around like a petunia. Even your friends. Good old Arch. He'll do anything for you. Hey, Arch, can you let me have five till Tuesday? Hey, Arch, can you let me have five till Friday? Yeah. You lose more nickels that way. <laughs> They ain't gonna push me around no more, already. Duffy no nobody. From now on, you're talking to a revolting man. <laughs> Hello? So it's you, huh? Now listen, Duffy. From now on, I ain't worrying no more about yours truly. From now on, I'm worrying about me own truly. Now look, Duffy. Here it is straight from the shoulder. Duffy, either you either or else. <laughs> what? Now wait a minute, Duffy. Duffy, you, you just can't go firing people without malice aforethought. <laughs> well, uh, Duffy, uh, let's, let's talk this over. You see, when I, when I said that about the race, I was kind of kidding, and you... Hello? Yeah. Hello? Well, I guess I told him. <laughs> well, you're the hard man, Mr. Archer. Yeah. You know, for the first time in years, his voice started shaking when he called me a bum. <laughs> got his number. From now on, I handle everybody the same way. Nobody pushes me around no more. Uh, hi, Arch. What do you want, Finnegan? Uh, I just got a letter here. Will you do me a favor and read it for me? Why don't you read it yourself? 
Arch, you know that question always embarrasses me. <laughs> oh, so because you can't read, I gotta read it for you. Let's let Archie do all the dirty work. He's a sweet guy. Let's leave him read everybody. So, hey, Arch, what's your matter? What did I do? Listen, Finnegan, you might as well know it. I have developed a new attitude towards the human race. What's that got to do with me? <laughs> your point is well taken. <clears throat> but I can't make no exceptions. I'm true being took advantage of without getting nothing out of it for myself. Dude, but Arch, I just wanted you to read a letter. Just read a letter, huh? Did it ever occur to you, my good Finnegan, that it cost money for me to be learned the education to which I read this letter by? <laughs> Do you know how much it cost me, old man, to keep me in school? How much? Add it up for yourself. Ten busted windows, two stuffed-up sinks, a new set of teeth for the principal. <laughs> Education costs money, and I think I'm entitled to cash in on me knowledge. Uh, well, Arch, I'm willing to be fair. How much do you want for reading the letter? After all, would you walk into Einstein and say, Professor Einstein, could I please have a free relativity? <laughs> okay, Arch, okay, I'll pay you. How much do you think it's worth? Well, I don't think it would be overcharging you if I said a quarter. Sergeant, I know you don't turn tough, but you ain't actually going to charge me. Why not? Should he have free access to me brains? What is this, information, please? (laughs) Sounds more like it pays to be ignorant. (laughs) Charging a man a quarter to read a letter. Oh, that ain't high, Eddie. Gee, the gas company charges three bucks a month just to have a guy read a little meter. (laughs) Yeah, take a quarter, Roger. Thank you, sir. Uh, now, uh, <clears throat> hand me the letter, if you please. Uh, here you are, Doc. Hmm. Hey, it's from London. Hmm. Sedgwick and Sedgwick, Barristers, London, England. Oh, it's what Barristers? Barristers? Uh, Finnegan, please don't ask obvious questions. <laughs> Let's see. Dear sir, as legal counsel... By the way, Barristers means lawyers. Uh, <laughs> As legal counsel for your uncle, Byron Finnegan, of Kimberley, South Africa. Finnegan, you got an uncle in South Africa. Yeah, my father did have a brother that disappeared, but how would he get to Africa? Well, if he looked anything like your father, probably Frank Buck took him. (laughs) To continue, we regret to inform you that your uncle Byron passed away two months. Ago. Uh, what a fine relative. Two months ago, and he didn't even let me know. Well, maybe he was too dead to phone. <laughs> anyway, uh, to continue, as you know, uh, your uncle spent most of his life in the diamond fields. And in his last will and testament, you have been named as the sole. Here's your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I was only kidding. Uh, let's see here. In his last will and testament, you have been named as the sole heir to your uncle's estate, which consists of his highly prized gems from the diamond country, which will arrive in New York very shortly. Uh-huh. Holy cat, gems from the diamond country. Finnegan, your left uncle has left you all of his diamonds. Eddie, did you hear? Finnegan is a millionaire. Oh, congratulations, Mr. Finnegan. Yeah, Finnegan, congratulations. Oh, boy, a millionaire, well, fellas, there's only one thing I can say. What? It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> wish. A million bucks worth of diamonds. My uncle sure must have opened a lot of oysters. 
Look, Finnegan, you je- I mean, you eccentric millionaire. <laughs> Do you realize what this means? Miss Duffy Finnegan has become a millionaire. A millionaire? Oh, don't be silly. How could he afford it? <laughs> it happens that he hereditated it. Oh, you mean it's true. Oh. Well, Clifton, I'm really very happy for you. Uh-huh. I, uh, suppose now you'll pick out some nice girl and get married? Well, I... He will not. He's gonna have some fun first. A yacht? <laughs> can have a yacht, a mansion. Archie, a millionaire's mansion can be pretty lonely without a wife. Yeah, but a yacht can be pretty lonely crowded with, with one. Oh, no. No, no. Archie, you keep your big mouth out yeah, of it. I should have uh, done that. <clears throat> why don't you, uh... That's what I should have done, Mr. <laughs> well, you do it. Yourself, Clifton. Yeah. Wouldn't you uh, like a wife? Well, you see, he wants to be a playboy. <laughs> Look, Miss Duffy, the guy's got a million bucks. The world is a garden of beautiful dames. Leave him graze a little. <laughs> okay, let him be a playboy. Let him run around with Cora girls. But in a year, I'll mark your words if he'll have a nickel left. And what is your solution, Mrs. Anthony? Well, if he married some nice, decent girl like, uh, well, like, uh... You? Why not? If he married me, nobody could take his money away from him. Why not? Because it would be in my name. (laughs) Besides, Finnegan should get married anyway. Why should he? Because every single man should be married. It should be a law. Okay, Mr. (laughs) Should be a law. Now write your congressman a letter and ask him to marry it. Now, please, if you will excuse me. Hey, Archie. Oh, I see you're busy. Oh, come here, Mr. Ward. I'm I'm anxious to be interrupted. Miss Duffy, this is Perry Ward. He's taking Jack Bailey's place. How do you do? Likewise, I'm sure. And, uh, Perry, this is Clifton Finnegan, a wealthy diamond maggot. Uh...
wonder where my uh, good old pal Finnegan is, Eddie. <laughs> Steps out for a minute. Good old pal. <laughs> and, uh, and why the guffoon? <laughs> yeah, you, you was gonna be so tough. You treated Finnegan like dirt till you found out it was pay dirt. Listen, Eddie, I'm still plenty tough, but if you want me to be tough with a sweet guy like Finnegan? Uh, it couldn't be that you was planning to appropriate some of that million. Appropriate? Yeah, S-T-E-A-L, appropriate. <laughs> you don't even know how to spell. Now, <clears throat> now, look, Eddie, Finnegan is a friend of mine, and I think it is only uh, proper and fitting that I should uh, help him with his investments. I think it would be nice if we found some business-like deal we could go into together. Uh, his money, my brains... Sounds business-like. Assets, liabilities. <laughs> well, hey, what you going to invest in? Well, I ain't decided yet. Oh, wait a minute. Here's our little millionaire back now. Uh, Finnegan, how does it feel to be rich? Oh, I don't know if I like it, Arch. Already people are starting to overcharge me. Yeah? Yeah. When I was poor, I always used to pay a nickel for lollipops. Now they try to charge me three for a dime. <laughs> Making an all-day sucker out of you, huh? <laughs> That's good, yeah. Hey, Archie, is it true what they're saying about Finnegan? Yep, that's right, Officer Clancy. Finnegan's a millionaire. Well, rid me of measles and call me Dick Tracy. <laughs> yep, he's filthy with Luca. Yeah, yeah. Looks like I'm gonna have more money than Frank. <laughs> that you had when you was broke. <laughs> ah, but I'm glad to hear about your good luck, Finnegan. Have you told your dear parents yet? Uh, no, I'm going to surprise them when the diamonds come. Hey, guys, when do you think I'll get them? Be patient, Finnegan. They're coming all the way from South Africa. You know, that's way down on the hem of the spear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, uh, exactly where is this South Africa? Well, uh, you know where North Africa is? No. Uh, do you know where Asia is? No. You know where Europe is? No. Well, you know where Schimmelbacher's Bakery is? Well, of course. Well, it's around 10,000 miles from there. <laughs> now, 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 Archie. Archie, let me explain it to the lad. You have to be patient and understanding. Now, Clifton, me boy. Now, listen carefully. Do you know where Ireland is? Ireland? No. Stupid idiot. Hello? Who's this? Finnegan's mother? Oh, hello, Mrs. Finnegan. Yeah, he's here. Well, you better give me the message. The telephone scares him. Uh, huh? What? Okay. Finnegan, the diamonds, they're here. Oh, you might have just got a card that there's a package for you at the post office. Oh, boy, I'm going right down to get it. I... Now, wait, Finnegan, you won't make it. The post office closes in ten minutes. Wait a minute. There's Sergeant Maloney's next door and left his pool room and his squad car's parked outside. I could borrow it. But uh, what if the sergeant comes out? Oh, he won't. He's arresting a bookie, and he always stays to place a few bets. So <laughs> <laughs> on, Notch. Finnegan, come back this. here. Only cops can ride in that car. Oh. Well, there he goes. Boy, it's lucky he was here. Well, Finnegan, in a couple of minutes, we're finally going to see them gems from the diamond country. Boy, I can hardly wait. Well, 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 well. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, it's you again, huh, sir? None other. 
Well, Archie, as the man said when he sold the bed to Galahad, isn't this a beautiful spring night? <laughs> Look, Sir Heathcliff, but I'm sorry, but tonight I haven't quite got the patience to think up a charming way to tell you that that joke stinks. <laughs> I suppose you came for your dough as per your contract we are stuck with? That's right. One week's salary. Ten dollars. There you are. Would you like me to do my act tonight? No, thank you very much. Yeah, but it seems silly for me not to entertain as long as you're paying me the money. Well, frankly, we like to think of it as hush money. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Huh? Right-ho. Oh, I say, Mr. Finnegan, may I offer you my congratulations? I understand you've inherited a million dollars. Yeah, I have. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, every little bit helps. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, it does. Yeah. Now, I was just thinking, as a diamond millionaire, you will be mixing with the aristocracy. Perhaps I could serve you in the capacity of a social counselor. Now, just and a I... second, Sir Heathcliff, but I happen to be looking after the said thing. You? A social counselor? Oh, preposterous. Oh, yeah? Preposterous is as preposterous does. <laughs> You happen to be talking to a man to who so correct social procedure comes as easy as shooting pool. <laughs> Archie, what do you know of the social graces? How would you manage the hundreds of little niceties? That's easy. Dames is my meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you do if by some chance Mr. Finnegan were presented at court? All right. Bail him out? <laughs> I mean the court of St. James. Could you tell him how to address the king? Certainly, your majesty. And the queen? Your majesty. And the same greeting for both? No, to the queen you tip your hat. <laughs> now, Sir Heathcliff, there is one thing I would like to ask you. What? What does a high-class Englishman say when he leaves a place? Why, he bows and says, gentlemen, I bid you good day. And good day to you, Sir Heathcliff. Now blow. <laughs> Imagine, Finnegan, the crew that did it to you, that guy. Trying to chisel in on you when he knows I've seen you first. Yeah. Uh, hey, Art, shouldn't Clancy be back with the diamonds? Not yet, Finnegan. Say, uh, Eddie, look, uh, how about getting Mr. Finnegan something to eat while we're waiting? Okay. Uh, just something light. You know, these millionaires got delicate stomachs. Uh, what would you like, C.F.? Well, uh, how about a... Uh, how about a hamburger? Uh, I don't know if you want to eat our hamburger. Why not? Well, you a millionaire, and someday you'll have horses of your own. Oh, I must say your help is getting rather impertinent. Don't worry, Finnegan. Maybe someday you'll have a restaurant of your own and... Wait a minute. A restaurant of your own? Well, what's on your mind, Art? Leave me coagulate a minute. Certainly. With your dough, we could open up a joint that'd run that cheap duffy right out of business. What do you say, Finnegan? Uh, sounds good, old man, but uh, give me a day or two to mull it over. By all means, CF, uh, mull it in your head. Uh, but uh, don't delay too long. This deal may slip through your fingers. Uh, true, true, but a man in my position has to be cautious. Oh, I didn't become a millionaire overnight by rushing into wildcat schemes. Well, naturally, CF, I don't expect you to take a poke at a pig. So, <clears throat> I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll go into the back room and draw up a preliminary prospectus of the project and present it for your perusal. Oh, well, that's perfect. In the meantime, 
I'll be at that table playing tic-tac-toe. Okay, see you later. Say, Eddie, Miss Finnegan's really in his glory, isn't he? Yeah, that man is really jumping. <laughs> Seems like a nice fella. Hope all that money doesn't go to his head. Yeah, well, if it does, it'll be pioneering. <laughs> a million dollars. Eddie, uh, you're not envying him, are you? Why, money isn't everything. Oh, no? No, a million dollars couldn't stop you from getting a cold. Well, I wouldn't mind going around sneezing if I had 12 butlers saying gesundheit. Alone with you all evening. Huh? Alone, do you hear? Alone, alone, alone. <gasps> okay, I can take a hint. I'll go. Clifton, why do you act so distant? Afraid? Oh, do you know? I do. Oh! <laughs> oh, you do love me. Clifton, look. What? The third finger of my left hand. Don't you think it looks a little bare? Yeah. A what would go nice there? <laughs> oh, Finnegan, you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, 
you have possibilities. Now that I look at you close, you know something? Your face has features. <laughs> Miss Duffy, are you being sincere? Why, Clifton, whatever do you mean? Well, it's very funny that last week when I didn't have no money, I also didn't have no features. <laughs> oh, you silly boy. Uh, As if I cared about your money. Uh, it's not your money I uh, want. It's you. Me? Do you understand, oh. Finnegan? You, me? you. Oh. Miss Duffy, what's going on here? <laughs> I can't help it, Archie. I just can't help it. I love him. Uh, <gasps> he may be your love bird, but he's my pigeon. <laughs> Please, back to the cash register. Uh, you know, you better watch out, Finnegan. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that can ruin you. Well, not. I'm a ruined man. Why? I like it. <laughs> I know, but the uh, primrose life don't mix with business, Finnegan. <clears throat> now, I got the plans here for the restaurant. I yeah. want a layout, see? In front, we'll have a big sign with our names on it. Archie's in. Yeah, Archie's in. Uh, where's my name? It's there. The I-N-N is right out of the middle of Finnegan. Oh! <laughs> yeah, the time. Yeah. Now, here's the floor pan. Uh, you see, the place will be shaped, uh, shaped like a round rectangle. <laughs> and uh, the inside will really be modern. <clears throat> uh, photo-eugenic eye cells on the doors. Uh, uh, chromium cuspid doors. Uh, at each table, of course, an individual flip gun. And right here in the entrance is the uh, big piece of resistance. The own idea. Two shiny wheelbarrows. Uh, a new and humane way of ejaculating drunks. Uh, a blue one, of course, for the men, and a pink one for the dames. Oh, boy, what class. Yep, that's it, Finnegan class. And on the floor, there will be a thick, plush carpet covered with a half an inch of genuine teakwood sawdust. Uh, indirect lights. Concealed mouse holes. Oh, you, you, you don't have to tell me no more, Arch. I'm sold. It's your day. Shake on it, CF. Shake, partner. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Duffy, you skunk. <laughs> huh? Well, I'm leaving you. Finnegan and me is opening our own restaurant. Duffy, it will avail you nothing to hurl epithet. <laughs> I'm quitting you, and that's final. What? <laughs> hey, Arch. Hey, Clancy's here. Huh? Clancy's here with the diamonds. He is? Hold the phone, Duffy, you crumb. Oh, well, Finnegan, here's your diamond. Oh, boy. Quick, Finnegan, open a package. Oh, no, couldn't be. What? It's your book. Gems from the Diamond Country. <laughs> a collection of poems by Byron Finnegan. Oh. Finnegan, it looks like you're wiped out. Oh, uh... Easy come, easy go. <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Archie, Mrs. Duffy's still on the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hello, Duffy. April Fool, I ain't quitting. <laughs> yeah, that was just an April Fool joke. Well, uh, me watch is slow. Now, <laughs> uh, look, Duffy, please. Please, Duffy, give me one more chance. Duffy, please, I, I promise I'll never leave you again. Oh, please, will you? You will? Oh, gee, Duffy, thank you. Thanks very much, Mr. Duffy. What happened? I'm back to work. <laughs> Eddie, you see what I mean? You gotta be tough or you get pushed around. <laughs> Mr. 
now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at the same time next week. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Just be sure to lock the door behind you on your way out. Good night.